Hello and welcome. You are listening to Charging Stat. Leon presents. We. Ike. His name is Cam. And his name's T. <laughs> yeah, I stuttered just because I was like, it's what we do now, we just stutter. <laughs> Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, bad decision. Uh, we hang out. This is the this is the premise of the show. Timmy yep. and I hang out. We say things to each other, which are poor summaries of what's happened in the news that mm-hmm. week. And then we amuse ourselves by talking around the topic. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's a uh, it's a poor summary if you compare us to a large news uh, sort of uh, network. Yeah. Not a poor summary if you just get your news from the crazy guy across the road that r- yells stuff at you at 7 a.m. in the morning. We're better than him. Just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't, uh, I feel, isn't it, I think it's bad to say crazy these days, but obviously I agreed with you because when you said that, I was like, oh, I had that happen to me this week. <laughs> so, uh, I thought you were going to say, I was that guy earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I had a conversation with a dude on the street and um, he started talking about all the clothes he was wearing, but in a way that I was really bonding with. So he was like, these jeans, brand new, you get them for around a hundred. I got them for eight bucks. And he was like showing me item by item, which is actually what I do when I've been up shopping. So I, I was all about it. I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, so you man. do it with your friends though. Yeah. I yeah. normally do it with my friends, not a passerby. <laughs> and then the conversation just like real randomly took a turn. At first he was just showing me each of his items of clothing. And then he was like sort of like lifting his shirt and showing me, and he's like, I've lost a lot of weight. And he's like, it's the hep C. Ooh, I was like, oh, ooh. okay. Um, I was like, well, anyway, it was really, it was good to meet you and he shook my hand which I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look but if, when someone goes look you, I'm sure that you wouldn't be able to catch it that way but if someone goes you I know, know I've got this incurable disease when yeah. they touch me yeah mm. and oh yeah I felt like such a bad person because I, I, like I'm walking away like oh, like that was cool but like I don't want to be looking at my phone looking up can you catch Hepsi from a handshake <laughs> re- that fast uh, but anyway as I was almost out of earshot he yelled out to me because uh, we had swapped names and he was like, Cam. And I stopped and turned around. I would have been like 15 meters away. And he's like, I've got the solution. I, I didn't oh. know in relation to what. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't start walking back, but I didn't break eye contact yeah. with him. It, and it was like three seconds. And then he like, he just was looking at me in the eye and he could <laughs> see like, oh, Cam, Cam actually wants to go. And he goes, I'll tell you next time. <laughs> That's the best thing. I've got, I've got the answers to the universe, but they could wait a few weeks. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. <laughs> Bro, I honestly live for those kind of interactions. For some reason, I'm a magnet to people on the street that mm. just want to have a chat. Uh, and have we told the story about um, your 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 friend in Raglan on this podcast yeah. before? Sure, yeah, we, yeah, have, we have. Right? We have. But a quick summary of that was a, a guy that came to one of our shows and had a van full of guns mm. and uh, Cam became mates with him. <laughs> yeah, wearing full camo. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have a gun on him as well? Yeah, like he, he had a handgun strapped to his thigh. <laughs> <laughs> but he was cool like i think i'm a good judge of character and he seemed mellow like yeah there's some people that i think most people if i saw they had a handgun strapped to their thigh i wouldn't feel comfortable but because of the rapport i had with him i was like i know this isn't gonna go south i think did you find out um that he had a gun after you had that developed that rapport with him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So i think it's it was my rapport first rapport first weapons <laughs> after <laughs> 
How are you going, man? Yeah, good, man. It's um, it's been a good week. I uh, I, I took a few I took a few days off uh, days off work just because I was wanted to, and yeah. <laughs> so I um, literally just three days. But I've, I've I've taken a few days off work, and then last night went and um, went and got a little bit drunk at a Mexican restaurant. Nice. Eighteen bucks for two tacos and a beer, and then all beers are five dollars after that. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's super cheap. Ultimate bargain. Yeah, and it's like, it's not just like, you know how when you go to a bar, then it's usually like, oh, it's our one beer, and mm. it's usually <laughs> like a shitty beer that they've just put their own label on top of. Yeah. But I don't, like, what is the go with that, do you know? Like all those, all, is it just, they just get shitty beer from somewhere and chuck their logo on it? Is that oh, what like it is? how can a bar get away with just making up its own brand? Yeah. I just, I think... Yeah, I guess they... I always just thought it was like an actual brand and they were just like, nah, we'll just call it ours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I went and um, it was like, you could have five different choices of beers, all mm. five bucks, all good Mexican beers. It was yeah. great. And then great tacos and then ended up going to um, our friend uh, Stallion Kate's place. And, um, and Stallion Kittles. It's <laughs> a little Stallion Kittles. Uh, uh Listen, li- listeners that have been around with the podcast for a while remember uh, Kittle's roars uh, through the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I went over to her place and she, um, we smoked a joint, we watched this movie. Um, I'm just looking up what it's called now, but it's got Aubrey Plaza in it. And she plays like this um, real psycho. Oh, I watched it last week too. Um, do you remember what it's called? Oh, it's called like Being Annie Green. Yeah, it's um, it was it was oh no, it's, it's called Ingrid Goes West. Oh, <laughs> I was <laughs> like vaguely close. Have you seen this one? Yeah, Ingrid Goes West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one you are talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's yep. what I like. She like obsessed with people on Instagram and yeah. then goes lives their life kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a really uncomfortable. It made me feel quite uncomfortable mm. that film. Yeah, yeah. It was really, but I but. Aubrey Plaza plays a psycho so well. Yeah. So, and such a... Because you go from her being on um, Parks and Rec, which I guess she played a psycho on that as well, but a lovable, like, mm. sort of just kind of putting it on kind of kind of psycho. But this one, she's full in. Yeah. Did you did you feel for her? There's a, quite a crucial scene at the end mm. where she makes a dramatic decision. She does. Did you feel for her during that? Um... I, it's it's look. I know that those people, the the, the the character that she played, I know that those people exist, mm. and I know that there's those people that are so invested into social media that they make these crazy decisions with yeah. their life, just just on the on the uh, premise of how people perceive them online. Mm. I don't know anyone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I always get and I always get sort of most attached to characters yeah. when I'm like, oh, that's 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 exactly like this person that I know, this person that I know. We know a lot of different people, so mm. it happens in most films. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you know anyone that's as extreme as that character that she played? Um, one. Yeah, right. I know one. And it's a girl that catfished a guy that was one of my best friends at the time when I still lived in New Zealand and um, she invented multiple personalities and he, he thought he was friends with one girl and dating another girl. And they were both her. They were both the friend. So he was like, he thought he was dating this girl that looked like a a model. Yeah. Um, They like 
had phone sex and stuff. Oh, that's crazy. And then he was getting text messages from her saying, hey, my best friend's going to be at the art gallery on Friday in your city. You should go along. And then he'd oh, get a text and, right. and it was like, you should hug my best friend. <laughs> at, when, at what moment did he catch on? Because that's what I'm, I'm always most interested in. Is mm. Well, it was a, there was quite a denial phase. Mm. So I, us as his friends caught yep. on. It was, I guess it was all up like a two-month relationship. And we caught on maybe like two weeks in. I'd say he caught on maybe three weeks in, but okay. continued to date her because he was in this denial. He was like, but there's a small chance. Oh, and I understand no. relationship denial. Like you're like, oh, maybe... Maybe something will change. I get that if you know it's real. You know, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if, if it's if you've met the person. Yeah, like if you've met the person, you're like, they are 100% yeah. real and at some point we may or may not have had some kind of connection. And I'm kind of mm. like, okay, you might have. Yep. Probably not. But mm. if it's going down this road, let's be honest, probably not. Mm. But you know that they're real. Yeah. It's when people get catfished and they're so committed and I'm just like, oh, too many eggs in one basket. Yeah, man. You need to know there's a chicken there first, you know? (laughs) 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 But yeah, it was was an alright film. Yeah. 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 Made me feel weird. Yeah. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I liked her boyfriend, the one that, like, he starts off as a landlord. He's, like, quite friendly. He lends his car to her after, like, three days. Is that who he is? Yeah, that's Ice Cube's son, and he plays um, Ice Cube in uh, Straight Outta Compton. I didn't realise that. He's a great actor. He seems lovely. He is a legit brilliant actor, because when I saw him play um, Ice Cube in in Straight Outta Compton, I'm just like, well, he's your dad. You've been around him your whole life. You probably know how to play... Like most people would, that, that are half decent acting would be able to play their parents fairly well when mm. they were younger, you know what I mean? Because you have a, such a large understanding. Yep. But then he goes and plays this totally left field character that's so different to, to that and fucking murders. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, man. He's awesome. He was awesome. He was really good. Probably should have used his real name rather than Ice Cube, son. <laughs> <laughs> he gets that heat, so he's got heaps <laughs> of money. He doesn't give a fuck about his podcast, so who cares? <laughs> So if it's your first time listening to the podcast, Cam. It's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> but you tell them to me. Uh, if, if it's your first time. If it's your first time, what we do is we, Cam and I, don't tell each other what news stories we're bringing in and we read them out, uh, we read each other our news stories and then finish with a little bit of, uh, little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little uh, bit of boom, shake, a spoiler. shake the room. <laughs> Have you have you ever said boom? God, I noticed you said it when we started the <laughs> yeah. show last week. Yeah. Have you ever said boom, boom, shake the room, or boom, boom, shake, shake the room? Yeah. Sorry, outside of this podcast, like, do you ever say that? Hmm. I probably would at some point. I'd say. Do you think there's moments in your life where you feel that excited? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think it's a good thing. I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's nerdy. It's, it's like. It's, well, I feel it's like it's like old, like 1950. Oh no, how. Like boom, boom, shake. Maybe early nineties. Yeah, it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> What's the situation that would elicit that from you? Um, it's a really hot day, like today. Yeah, and you're and and, <laughs> and you're and you're going to 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 the um 
Coke, the Coke machine. Yep. And you go and you go, okay, I'm going to get like a nice, nice cold bottle of water. Alone. And you're alone. And you hit, you hit the thing and a bottle of water comes out and you pick up a bottle of water. Then it's out of nowhere. Boom. A bottle of Coke comes out as well. Bonus. Boom, boom. Shake, shake the room, Cam. you got a free drink. <laughs> it's a hot day. You've got a fizzy drink as well as like a, a, a nice cold water as well. Just to, just to cleanse that palate. That is a great moment. Fears. Yeah. Mm. Anything that can make you exclaim a phrase like that alone, I think, yeah. is a huge moment. But I actually agree with you. That is that is a good moment that you've picked. <laughs> so our first story for, t- for today is wild boar discover and snort 17,000 euros of cocaine in Tuscan forests. Uh, the hidden hall of white power, powder was strewn across the valley after being dug up and partly devoured by the feral hogs. The drug dealers were heard complaining about their discovery by police who were listening in on a telephone conversation. <laughs> the gang, who were made up of Italians and Albanians, had buried the gla- Class A drug in jars and were allegedly trafficking around two kilos of cocaine every month to the cities in the area. However, the jars were not enough to protect the cocaine from the curious snouts of the wild boar. The wiretap phone call led to the detention of the men who, with Two were jailed and two others placed under house arrest. Uh, the gang was said to have been operating from September 2018 to March 2019 and were charged uh, 85 euro per gram that they brought in. So have you ever seen videos or have you, have you ever been... Because you got wild boars in New Zealand, hey? Yeah. Have you ever been anywhere where you had an encounter with a wild boar in New Zealand? Nah, but... Even some of the toughest farmers that mm. I came across it all basically feared them. Dude. Like they say that wild pigs are like the scariest things you can experience, especially in New Zealand. There's not much, but yeah, wild pigs have a reputation for being me- heartless menaces. Because are they really the only, so are they the apex? Because they're not a predator, but they're, are they, are they mm. like the apex animal in New Zealand? Because you don't have any natural predators there, do you? No, you're right. Yeah. In the wild, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go hunting, that's what you go hunting for, or eels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these animals, man, are so fucking out of control. And you imagine them on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were walking down through that paddock that day, you were getting fucking murdered yeah. by these boars. <laughs> you take like the, the an animal that's already completely aggressive. Yep. And you just throw a huge bag of cocaine up its snout. Yeah, man. Fuck that. That animal Fuck being doesn't around need that it. animal. Yeah. If you could think of any animal mm. that maybe would be worse than uh, wild boar and cocaine, but also on cocaine. So, what 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 sort of cocaine fueled <laughs> animal would you would you fear the most? Something tells me that an otter would be bad news <laughs> on cocaine. Just something yeah. about them. There's something about them, and I feel like in the last few years I've been hearing things that make me go, "Are you as innocent as you seem?" In videos, because I th- otters are one of my favorite animals. I think beluga whale is yep. my absolute favorite, but otters. For my whole childhood in the zoo, I'd be like, so cute, so fairy, so friendly. And then in the last few years, I've been hearing things like they they sexually assault each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... Yeah. Now, like, I feel like a lot of my trust has mm. been broken there. Because dolphins do that too, hey? 
do they? Yeah, supposedly in the wild, like, there's been like, occasions where dolphins have tried to like, hunt people and stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't, did you know that if you're pregnant, mm. you can't go um, near dolphins if you're, if you're pregnant because they, cause they bounce uh, sonar mm. off, uh, like off through your belly and they know that you're pregnant. Oh. And then they get really excited. Uh, it, for you? I don't know, but they get su- they get super excited, and then they can maybe like thrash into you or something like that. Uh, but they yeah. get like super happy. Yeah, that there's that that you're pregnant. So you're not supposed to be in the water with them when they're when you're pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I think that's a real fact. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> no, it's because that because right where I would where I grew up in Brisbane and Moreton Bay, home of the Moreton Bay bugs. You ever had Moreton Bay bug before? What is it's it? like a crustacean. Oh, okay. Yeah, is it like a mini lobster, tiny yeah, little lobster? Yeah, but it looks like kind of an alien as well. They're weird looking. And from the beach or from the rivers? Uh, from like the, the bay, Morton okay. Bay. Yeah. yeah. And and um, so on the other side of the bay mm. is Morton Island and they have dolphin feeding there all the time. Cool. And they tell the pregnant ladies that they're not allowed to go in the water to feed them. Yeah. Yeah. So there must be something behind that. Yeah, there, there will be. There must have been a dolphin there that just fucking like smashed some pregnant lady there one time. Oh, yeah. yeah. True. <laughs> What animal would you fear more if it was on cocaine? Well, dude, I already, to be honest, I probably fear water animals more than I feel fear land animals or, mm. or, or, or animals of the sky. Just mm. because you're already so far out of your out of, out of your own element when you're in the water. Like that, that's their domain. I feel like on land, I can be like, okay, well, I can. You know, make a fan so I can do. Yep. I can. You, I can do something. You can make. All you need to do is go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. I can hide out somewhere. You know what I yeah. mean? Look, I'd still be scared if I, if I, if I knew that in my area a tiger like that snorted cocaine is on the loose. I'd be fucking horrified. Yeah. But if I was in the ocean and someone was like, "There's a pack of bull sharks and they've just they've just been." Having heaps of cocaine, they're heading your way. I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. More terrified than I've ever been in my entire <laughs> life. I think because bull sharks are fucking aggressive. Like they're the most, they're not the biggest sharks, but they're super, super aggressive and they fuck people up all the time. Really? Yeah. They're super, super aggressive. They're more aggressive than great whites. I don't know much about bull sharks. Are they stumpy? Yeah. They're kind of like, they got, they got a bit of girth to them, but they're not, they're not super long. It's the same across every kingdom, eh? Like, cause dudes that look like that are always kind of feisty. Dude, I reckon if I was going to, I reckon, um, Bull sharks are the pit bulls mm. of, of the ocean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, and not those kind of nice pit bulls that, that, that have had a good home, like those ones that used to be in the in the fighting rings yeah. down in Mexico, <laughs> those ones. <laughs> 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 like they're never coming back from that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every stumpy body across every species is feisty and grumpy. Yeah, it is a weird thing, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I'm sure there's some short, stumpy people that listen to this podcast. Like, I'm a good guy. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking calm. What are you, what are you saying about me? <laughs> no, you're not. Fuck it, I'm going to come out. I'm going to find out where this podcast is. As soon as this NRL get reruns finished. <laughs> when I'm finished beating my kids, I'm coming for oh. you. Sorry, sorry, Straight to sorry, kids. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little too stumpy tonight. <laughs> yeah, apologize. you're in a stumpy mood. <laughs> a soap opera was filmed in IKEA without the store knowing about it. 
Los Angeles filmmakers Paul and David made a series in an Ikea store in California using the Ikea store as their main set. The catch is that the Ikea staff weren't aware of their plans. So over the course of a year, the cast and crew covertly filmed their scenes in different parts of the store and completely got away with it. And the result was a seven-episode soap opera series called Ikea Heights. It's complete with everything you'd expect from a melodramatic soap, including sex scenes, death, (laughs) mind-blowing plot twists, and best of all, it even features actors from The Interview, Trainwreck, Fresh Off the Boat, Big Bang Theory, and Orange is the New Black. As for the consequences of their actions, Ikea did find it funny when they found out, but they've tightened up their security, and one of the people who was in the show said once they were tipped off, uh, they banned us when we tried to film there again and said that they have put our photos up in their security room. <laughs> <laughs> That's so genius what those yeah. guys are doing. It's so, so clever. It's cool, eh? I think I do wonder, though, that if they just asked IKEA first, you know, whether they would have said yes or no. I, th- I reckon it's one of those things where it would just take years to get proper permission, mm. especially with... A global brand. Yeah. It, you're All you're doing is really like making it more complicated because some they'll just go, yep, we'll ask the person above me and they'll go, yep, yeah. I'll ask global and they'll go, oh, well, are you guys okay with it? Like I feel like may, it might become a yes, but it would take two years. It would take ages yeah. to get through that and it's way cooler just yeah. to go and do it. Did you ever see that horror that was filmed in Disneyland? No. Nah. Covertly? Is it good? I like it, yeah. For the, for what it is, it's black and white, and it's about, um, from memory, a dad that takes his kids to Disneyland and then decides to have an affair with a girl that he sees at Disneyland. <laughs> and I think there's like his hand gets chopped off or something, and right. they filmed the whole thing like with cameras that I guess the Disneyland staff thought were just like taking photos of this yeah. family. But yeah, it was cool. Like it was a fun one. But I mean, there's so many cameras now that you can use that just look yep. like old school you know, photography cameras, but mm-hmm. really you can make amazing videos on them. Yeah, man. I mean, people can make, on phones now, people can make crazy videos. It's just yeah. really about getting the audio right. Yeah. If you snuck in like some lapel mics and shit like that, you'd be able to do it for sure. Yeah, man. What are we doing? Where, where are we going to go filming? make something? <laughs> Movie world? Wet wild? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we meet some strangers online and film in their house. <laughs> <laughs> Without them knowing. Yeah. Yeah, because that's going to be the part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So instead so of they think it's a hangout. Because you know how there's like the friends version of Tinder. Or on Bumble, um, there's like Bumble, what's it called? Network. Like it's trying to compete with LinkedIn. Yeah. So maybe like you meet a couple of people to talk about your business idea off Bumble Network. And then you, me and you turn up at their house to like pitch an idea mm. to them. And then we, um, we're actually filming the whole thing. And we, me, me and you know what we're going to do script-wise, but yeah. they don't. I'm into it. What's this, what do we want to do script-wise? We're in this, this guy's Murder. house. <laughs> Murder. It's all part of the script. <laughs> <laughs> Just making a film. <laughs> um, we could like... We could do something where we just we start cooking for him and then and we and <laughs> we just everything's a competition between us and we make him choose. In and his house. <laughs> yeah, in his house. You mind if I have a drink? Oh, go for it. Oh, you mind if I um have a snack? You mind if I <laughs> use your pots and pans yeah. and make us all a meal in your house? <laughs>
Oh, we should definitely have a, a che- so each of us have a checklist. Yeah. Each. So when we go in and the person that finishes their checklist first yep. gets to leave and the other person has to stay until they finish theirs. Yeah, man. So they have to stay by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Like one thing is like a 15 second hug. Like yeah. about only one of us have to do that. Like you have to do that. It's like a super illegal scavenger hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, man. You're definitely not allowed to illegally film people like that, are you? Nah. No. Wonder if there's... A way we could get. I wonder if we could do it audio only. Like if me and you were doing lapel mics podcast. Yeah, and we yeah. just <laughs> chuck it on this. <laughs> the COVID podcast challenge. Yeah, imagine if it went real dark and that was the last <laughs> ever thing we were ever recorded. The last episode. We got killed. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon people listen to this podcast and they would be like, they had it coming. Yeah. Yeah. There wouldn't be much sympathy. Yeah. The yeah. news. The real news will like play a little clip of what we just talked about. Then they'll be like, "No surprises." <laughs> but you know, we're okay with it because we still made it onto a national radio, uh, radio and television. Yeah. Uh, even if we're dead. Yeah. So if this is the clip you're playing, farewell. Uh, we did it. We died. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, shake, shake, shake the, the room. Boy stuck 31 magnetic balls up his penis, which got stuck in his bladder for 70 days. Wow, what an effort. So, Cam, I just want to show you. That's Mm. what the x-ray looks like on the left-hand side there. On the right-hand side was what they actually There's no space left. What is it? Like, it actually looks like a... um, I don't know the, because it's got it's like the the balls so the balls have um, a bunch at the sort of like in the penis shaft area, but then uh, that line goes all the way up his urethra. Mm. Is that is is that yep. what we have? Yep, and up into his bladder that kind of makes a love heart. Yeah, <laughs> a love heart with a string dangling down into mm. a bulb, but he's obviously filled his knob and his balls and the yep. shaft. It's all full. Yeah. Everything's full. So um, these are the 31 magnetic balls that we just described that were inside a 12-year-old boy's bladder after he got them stuck up his penis. Ugh. The child said he forced them forced them up there <laughs> while exploring his anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> There's other ways. There's other ways, bro. <laughs> and was rushed to hospital two months later after experiencing severe abdominal pains. Here's my thing, right, with this. Just we'll keep going, but um, just a, just a, a sidebar here. Yeah. When do you go? Hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get these out of my penis. Do yeah. you just go? Well, they're in there now. This is the, my this is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> I. I just don't, I don't, I understand that he's 12 years old. Yeah. And we do some silly things when we're 12 years old. Mm. But it's like you would be walking around with the dirtiest little secret. Like, <laughs> you know, you go to, fa- you're like, you're 12, you're going to mass, you're going to, you're going to family gatherings, yeah. you're going to grandma's birthday. And grandma gives you a hug on her 80th birthday. And during that hug, you know that you've got 30 magnetic balls and stuck up your penis. Grandma's keys get stuck to your crotch. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what's happening there, Christopher. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> um, so the doctor... <laughs> this is my favourite part. Dr. Wang. 
<laughs> for real? <laughs> yeah, for real. Dr. Wang said that the pieces were very difficult to retrieve due to their magnetic properties. Oh, yeah. He said they, they tend to slip when trying to grasp them or they form a large ball-shaped cluster. It's so fucking horrible. Um, at first, it was not immediately clear to medics what was causing the young patient's abdominal pains. Um, and Dr. Wang said, <laughs> it didn't appear to us to be a, a gastronomical problem, so we pulled him aside and asked him. He admitted that about 70 days earlier, he inserted buckyballs into his urethra. Such a harmless-sounding <laughs> name for these balls. <laughs> Can I play with the bucky balls? Yeah, of course. Sure you can. Doesn't sound like anything <laughs> could go wrong with those. I wonder, see, that's the whole thing is I can understand when you hear stories about people putting things in their asshole. Mm-hmm. I kind of understand that because, you know, like you, like, so you're younger, you go to the bathroom, you do a big shit and you go, wow. I Better I've got put a, that back in there. <laughs> yeah, well, you got, I've got a lot of room up there. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like you go and you, and you do like one of those really big shits, like those big, like I had too much steak. Okay. And I haven't pooed for two days. And yeah. here it comes. And you go, wow, wonder what I could put up there. <laughs> like you figure out the mess. Yeah. yeah. And you go, yeah, that makes sense. But nothing aside from we and semen comes mm. out of your penis. Nothing to impress you about the capacity. No. Mm. And my whole thing is, surely that must have been agonising yeah. to do, yeah. right? And he did it 70 times. <laughs> that's the whole, that's the crazy fucking thing about it. Yeah. That kid definitely needs to go see someone, I Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, on a more serious note, I hope he's all right. I hope his parents check his browser history. Because if that's definitely. what he's doing in real life, <laughs> the mind has wandered earlier than that happened. Well, it's a crazy thing when you talk about... Coming to that age where, um, you know, you're starting to explore things sexually. Because when we were younger, we didn't have this big array of things on the internet. It was like you could go down stories. to... The, yeah, stories. You'd go down to the local porn shop and they had like a, maybe a dumpster out the back that they threw some old pornos in and you'd dumpster dive to get those out or you stole them from your dad's. All those sorts of things, you know what I mean? But yep. now you're getting A-class freaky shit and you're 12 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a fucking dangerous combination. This is what you get. You get 70 bucky balls up the dick is what you get. (laughs) (laughs) Scientists have uncovered 143 ancient drawings in the ground that were done 2,000 years ago. With the help of satellites... Researchers spotted a trove of new geoglyphs depicting animals, people, and objects. Over 2,000 years ago, the ancient people of southern Peru created hundreds of enormous drawings in the soil, which are known today as the Nazca Lines. Now scientists have recently used advanced techniques to discover 143 previously unnoticed geoglyphs. So that's the etched figures. And one of them, my favorite one, is one that looks like a snake eating a person, a cartoon snake, mm-hmm. and then pooping out another person at the end, like a snake that just for eternity eats people. It's like a giant long worm or snake that's just munching on people. But you also get to come out the other end. Yeah. Did the guy seem all right coming out the other end? Or did he look now a bit? that you mention it, he wasn't too limp. 
<laughs> oh, he actually, so, looked like, he looked so okay. He, maybe he just like slid through. Maybe it's like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Some of the drawings are located on slopes and paths. So the scientists team have said that they think that these drawings, these, they're giant. When I say drawings, they're huge, like the size of like 15 rugby fields. Uh, they, the scientists reckon they've been designed as landmarks to help guide people. While some of the drawings, in contrast, are littered with pottery shards, and the scientists think that this means that they were ritual spots where people would hold ceremonies which involved breaking things. Yeah. 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 I always think with that kind of shit, with like, with 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 that stuff, with ancient Egypt, all those kind of things. Mm. I know it's not a popular subject for people that don't get around conspiracies at all but do you think aliens had a play in all those things do you th- i had this thought the other day right mm. you know how at the moment there is um there's primates who they reckon are entering into the stone age like using spears and shit like that to oh, fish. Right. and so my whole thing is i think that what we're doing is just like a big cycle, like a caterpillar, right? Oh, yeah. Where you go, we get to this point where we're humans, we've kind of fucked the world up a little bit, and then we go from here, and then they will be the next ones that... That's interesting. Yeah, and so we leave some artifacts around. Yeah. And the, once those prime apes, is that what they're called? Yeah. So that's confusing because there's already primates. Oh, did I say primate? Is this, yeah. <laughs> is it primate? Well, I've only heard of primate. Mm, I think you're right. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Prime. I thought there was the one. Which, thing... does, which definitely doesn't give validity <laughs> to my story. <laughs> but fuck it, we're on the we're on, yeah, we're no, on the road here. You could yeah. have had me because prime ape just to me sounds like the best ape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're number one. Dude. Yeah. Good on you. You've got a spear. <laughs> yeah, man. That I I could buy into that. Like we. The ones before us made a whole bunch of stuff out of rocks and pyramids and all that, and then they died out because of whatever their pollution was. Yeah, I think that's fun. Or uh, they left. Oh, yeah. Hmm. See, that one's fun to think about. I yeah. do, like, I, I love thinking about whether there would be aliens, but I just feel like if I was an alien, the last thing I'd want to be doing was chores. Mm. <laughs> so if I was to visit a planet, I know I wouldn't be stacking uh, bricks uh, I'd, yeah <laughs> so I don't know the, maybe the only aliens that we know about are tradies are tradies from another planet but the, the aliens we should be interested in are the, the rich lazy ones yeah I mean <coughs> if the I ones that alien, blast uh, out. yeah if I had space travel I wouldn't be going to fucking other planets and helping them out and with building. shit yeah. Nah. yeah let them figure it out themselves yeah man <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to cruise around sitting martinis in spacecraft. Yeah. That's the life. Totally. Yeah, I'd like that. Although, you look on... Um, see, you know how in his space movies, mm. they have complete gravity on the, on, oh, yeah. on the thing. And then you just walk around, whatever. Yep. That would be all right. How many, have you seen what you have to do to use those shitters in outer space no. and dude, it's, it's real fucked up because if you don't if you don't shit in a bag and get like the suction to take the shit it just floats around oh. like yeah like it just floats around the, the 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 space and you have to strap yourself down to sleep and shit yeah doesn't sound like much fun mm. if someone was to me do you want to go to outer space i'd be like yeah three months max <laughs> That's still so long. It's, it's so gonna, long. I thought you were going to say like a day. Well, see, it's so long. But if someone was still like 
that would be my max. That's 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 me being fair. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I yeah. can do I can do three months. I can do ninety days. <laughs> I love the the way you're responding mm. to NASA. It sounds like the way you were telling me you talk to your work when they ask you to work <laughs> when you're not scheduled. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I've got other stuff to do. You can't just tell me when I'm coming in. <laughs> Let's make a compromise. I'll give you yeah. three months of my time <laughs> to go when barely anyone's gone yeah. before. <laughs> And I won't be that like stoked about it either. Yeah. I'll get. I'll, look, I'll be cheery for the first week. Yep. I'll be pretty shit to be around. <laughs> <laughs> will you help the other astronauts? No. Nope. You just be nope. floating around. I will commentate them. Oh. Yeah, I'll be super annoying. I'll be horrible to be around because they're doing a lot of maths up there, press, typing on keyboards and stuff, and you'll just be hovering behind them upside down. I'll be reenacting all my favourite sci-fi films <laughs> <laughs> and playing every character. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, Tim, can we play this? No. Nope. <laughs> Now watch. Yeah, I'm Matthew McConaughey. I'm McConaughey's daughter, a little bit older. I'm McConaughey. And now I'm Anne Hathaway. (laughs) Castaway cows found two months after being swept away by Hurricane Dorian. Three cows that have been living on an island and were thought lost to sea have been discovered safe and well. The trio of castaways were believed to have died in Hurricane Dorian's storm surge, but it appears as though they swam for several miles to escape. Officials from Cape Lookout National Seashore uh, think they swam up to five miles during the storm, which hit at the end of August. They were found near Cape Lookout earlier this month. They belong to a herd that roams freely on Cedar Island. Uh, across the sound when dorian generated an eight foot mini tsunami it washed them and dozens of other animals away including 28 wild horses that died um but these three cows man they fucking survived (laughs) and they look so so this is the picture of the three cows in the island now this is one part of the island there's another part that has grass and shit like that and that's how they've been surviving i see but they've been fully chilling in paradise yeah, you know I mean, they went through an ordeal and they, they lost it. some horse mates. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I feel sad for them on mm-hmm. that front. But do cows and horses like each other? I don't actually think they do. You don't reckon they do? Yeah. I, the only time they're spending a lot of time together that I've seen is when they're in, like, you've put them in a really small paddock together mm. and they kind of have to. To me, I feel like horses are a bit snooty. Yeah. Yeah. I really do like when you go to someone's farm and they've just picked a bunch of different animals and they're just all forced to become yeah. mates. So the cow's friends with the duck <laughs> yep. and the duck's friends with the sheep. I fucking, I really, there's just something about that. Is I it because, prefer that. Yeah. Is it because we liked babe when we were younger? Uh, it probably is that. Mm. Yeah. Was that a Kiwi film? Nah, British. British. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I lived on one of those farms where all the weird animals were like friends with each other. Like there's one donkey, there's one pig, yeah. there's like, Ducks and chickens, but they're all intermingling. I worked on a farm really like that like for like that. a year. Yeah, it's like Big Brother for animals. Yeah, and you just get all different people that you know shouldn't get along, but you just shove them in a house, and eventually they do. Yeah, yeah, because you're throwing food into one pile, so they, I guess they're just all dining together and just like, oh, we're not so different. Um, my girlfriend Shell, her uh, brother and 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 his partner, they have a farm sort of just out Geelong Geelong way. Yep. Uh, people don't know it's about an hour outside of Melbourne and they have heaps of animals out there. They had goats and, and um, heaps of different things and it was awesome. Like going out there and visiting, <laughs> I loved it. 
But I heard this story that mm. one of the goats. So so Sarah is real awesome, and she and she has. She's um, a goat. No, she's uh, uh, my future brother-in-law's partner. My girlfriend's. Did you just propose to Shell? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It came out. And I don't. I know. I just wow. thought you weren't going to mention it, and Ooh. we would just move on. <laughs> what a complex way to do it! Because we're not going to put this is going to be out in like four hours. I know before she does, and it doesn't feel right, man. You put me in a weird position. Okay. So uh, Sarah, who's not the goat, is a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she, one of the goats died. And so uh-huh. she, um, like a big goat, like you know, real goats, not miniature goats, real sized goats get really fucking big, man. And their horns are fucking like real proper sized goats. And quite strong. Fucking horrifying. Yep. When they're, when they're on a rampage, they're fucking scary animals, yep. man. Yeah, man. And so one of them died. They were called, um, it was like rampage, I think was, was, was that one was of them. Name. Yeah. And, and, um, so Sarah wanted to keep the horns. Mm. So. How you do that is you cut off the goat's head. Okay. And then you let the bugs and ants and stuff eat out all the meat from the the brains and the skin and the skull. And mm-hmm. then you're just left with uh, a skull with the goat horns. Okay. And the neighbor, <laughs> this is the best part, the neighbor comes home and, and he's like, oh, yeah, one of the goats died. And it was just, it was no big deal. It was just nothing. It's proper farm life. If I came, imagine if you came home yeah. and someone was decapitating a dead goat. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. And Ripponley. It doesn't really happen in the suburbs. <laughs> it doesn't happen in the suburbs. But is that is? I guess it's if it's your animal, right? Mm. And that animal dies. Yep. Is there anything illegal from chopping off a goat's head in your front yard? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a good question. Yeah. Uh, not that I can think of. Like, I guess if you were doing it in public, they might be like, oh, disorderly behavior. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're just doing it in your own property. And you put up some tarps or something so people can't see, like some hospital curtains, <laughs> and you see the blood spike coming <laughs> from behind. <laughs> that makes it creepier yeah. to try and hide it. Yeah, it does, hey? Yeah. Mm, I like that. I put up the curtains. <laughs> white. <laughs> yeah, it's real white. Just white. It's plain white curtains. And uh, I'd use a chainsaw. <laughs> would you? Yeah. If you're gonna go through that experience, I would. I would just jump straight in. I kind of feel like it would be less personal than using like a hacksaw. I feel like hacksaw is personal. You get intimate. With yeah, it. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't uh, want. Also, oh, the chainsaw for you is to create some distance. Yeah, just make it a bit fun, a little bit of noise, petrol fumes. Yeah. Woo! You're like, whoa, it's noisy. Yeah. To distract yourself. Whereas if you, there's no noise, maybe you might have some, if, if you use the hacksaw too, you can put some music. Oh, what song would you, okay, you've got a hacksaw and you've got a boombox behind you. It's now the 80s. What would you, what would you, what song would you put on your boombox? Something that matches with that rhythm. <laughs> Swing low, sweet chariot, can't afford to carry me home. Slow, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. <laughs> That's me with my goat carcass. That's fucked up. A new bar has opened where you have to go alone. 
It's called Hitori. It's a bar for one-person only groups. Written on a wooden sign on the Hitori heavy wooden door is a notice that says, this bar is limited to parties of one. So while anyone's welcome, you have to go to this bar unaccompanied to be let in. Whether you're heading out with a date, a friend or a co-worker, or if you're doing that, too bad, can't go with them to this place. An undercover reporter <laughs> attended <laughs> and found five other customers already in there and decided to join in. She said that uh, she imagined that it might be hard to socialise in a bar where you're not turning up with people. But to her surprise, the customers who had all arrived separately were cheerfully chatting with her like old friends. She ordered a drink, wasn't sure what to do next, and the bartender sensed her confusion and said, is it your first time here? How did you find out about, about us? Let's hang out. Uh, the owner had never worked as a bartender prior to creating this bar, but he said that because of that, he felt like he could create something new. And he said, I was able to kind of think about what kind of place I wanted Hitori to be on my own. And I decided I wanted it to be a bar that offers customers a fun chance to meet new people. I like it. Yeah. I think it's cool. What is stopping people from like, being like, oh, I'm at, so if just say, I'm already at that bar. Yep. And you're out in the city. I'm just like, come here. And I'm already there. And then you just come and we're just like, what up? But I guess you have to pretend the bartender might be like, did you just say his name when he arrived? Oh, so he's not just getting through the front door. You've got to put on this charade the whole time once you're in there. Yeah. You've got to pretend to meet your friends. So maybe you spies in the room and stuff. Too. I reckon. Mm. Yeah. There's like one, the Lone Ranger spy. He know, he like listens out to see if I say your name when I arrive. So I'm like, hey, t man, nice to meet you. <laughs> and the guy was like, did you nearly say Timmy? <laughs> no, and I'd be like, and how do you know my name? <laughs> And he's like, both of you, and he frog marches us out. And we've recorded the whole thing on the Pell mics <laughs> and had barely any time to get through our checklist. Yeah, it's a 14-second episode. It's kind of though, um, have you done any travelling by yourself? In yeah, sort of, yeah. Only, I've only travelled on my own. Yeah, well, yeah. it's kind of like that. when you Because sometimes, especially when I've been over in Vietnam and I've been by myself, um, I sort of found that I end up at bars and it's just heaps of backpackers and mm. there might be a couple of people that know each other or whatever, but it ends up being a group of seven or eight people that majority, like 80% of the people don't know anyone yeah. else there. And it's fun. You like it? Yeah, I do, man. Yeah, I reckon it's a fun way to do it as well. But I think when you're traveling, it has its own added thing though, right? Because everyone's, everyone's always in a good mood if you're traveling the world like you don't mm. have to go get up the next day and go yeah, do like a normal job in life and that stuff sucks yeah you're going so, on an adventure the next yeah. day so you're in a good mood you got stuff to talk about exactly and you're probably like a little bit like wasted yep had some magic mushrooms travelers are better people than non-travelers <laughs> aren't they yeah but they're still the same wankers once you once they get back into the system as well yeah yeah do you think that's why some countries have a reputation for um, the locals being rude to travellers? Because like, mm. uh, you know how French people have that reputation? People always like, oh, yeah, the locals in Paris are rude. Do you reckon that's just because they're jealous? Like, they're not rude. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to my own job and this tourist is having fun. I think that, the, that when you're such a massive tourist town, mm. it probably would piss you off a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, you, you, it's, it'd be hard to sort of keep your culture and keep all these things when 
there's just heaps of random people coming through. Taking photos. Yeah. And I mean, at the same time, that's how you get heaps of money if you run a business. Mm. But I don't know. I can see where they I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's all right that they're grumpy? Well, the French already have like quite a grumpy sort of uh, accent, and you know what I yeah. mean. Like, and, and they just—I think they're an easy target. The French, they really are. <laughs> 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 the poor French. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're at a a newish zone of the show, Timmy. Yeah, so um, a couple of times we've read out a story from a Reddit page known as Am I the Arsehole, mm. where people send in a, a story and uh, ask the internet uh, whether or not um, they are an arsehole for acting the way that they did. Mm. And I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a good feature. So It's a good feature, Reddit. We'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So I won't read out the headline because it kind of gives the story away. I'll just, I'll okay. just jump straight yeah, into nice. the story. My cousin and her boyfriend, soon to be married, were having their baby shower and the whole family was invited to the party. My mother and aunts loved to cook, so they wanted to gather the ingredients and make a huge dinner for everyone. I drove my car and my father drove his. We basically got everything and shoveled them all into the car. Uh, We finally got everything to my cousin's place and we started off loading my dad's car first. While I was inside, I got a chance to say hi to my cousin and to congratulate her on her baby shower. The conversation started off light, but took a weird turn. She asked me how my parents raised me, and specific details like if they granted me, what kinds of punishment they used, what I did when I was little, and what regrets I had as a kid that I would change. I thought they were trying to learn how to raise their child. (coughs) That would be my assumption. (laughs) But it was weird, because I'm a single guy. They would have been better off asking my parents or any other parents about these things. Here's where things get dark. I asked my cousin why she's asking me all this. And she says, I just want to raise my baby better than you. That made no sense because I never raised any babies. (laughs) That that doesn't really make any sense either. The vibe I got was definitely that it was an insult. Yes. Mm -hmm. But on the off chance she wasn't intentionally being rude, I just laughed it off and said, well... I'm no Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, but I do all right for myself. I assumed she meant that she wanted to raise her baby to be better than me, which is fine since parents want the world for their kids. Mm. No, she just kept going. Well, that's true, she said. Did your parents ever think you'd turn out this way? Wow. Um, and then she said, sorry, I got this over. And then uh, she said, Thanks. Do you ever plan on having kids? And he says, I just got to find the right person. But until then, I'm going to enjoy life as it is. There's no need to stress out and wanting something else and taking what we have for granted. And she says, sure. Well, I'm younger than you and I already have a family. Don't wait too long or else you might end up dying alone. (laughs) I asked her directly what she meant. And she just laughs, shrugs and leaves. I ask her again and she says, don't get angry at me. You're the one who refuses to go out and meet people. If you bothered to leave your house every once in a while, maybe you'd have a family of your own by now. I just don't want my baby to end up like you. Oh my goodness. Everyone within earshot was dead silent. I just stared at her for who knows how long and she just ends up rubbing her big pregnant belly and waddling away. (laughs) (laughs) Which I actually kind of like. I kind of like that sass. Yeah. I leave 
taking my car home and halfway there, I realize half the groceries are still in my car. Mm. At this point, I could have driven back and dumped it on the porch, but I decided, fuck it, screw her. I ignored all the calls and texts that kept on coming in and just took a big nap. <laughs> Am I the asshole? Um, I think in this case, no. I think no as well. Yeah. I think she is a real piece of work. Yeah. And the other thing too is that it doesn't affect the baby because the baby's not born yet. So it's just her and her party that you're fucking with. Yeah. So I think go for it. Yeah, yeah. And don't go back. Look, I I, I get people that people, you know, go, oh, you got to... You gotta, you know, look past these things when it comes to family. Oh, yeah. My cousin was like that. I'm never talking to that fucking person ever again. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> yeah. And if and when we do go to do have to cro- cross paths at any family gatherings, I'm being a rude asshole. I'm yeah. being the asshole. Yeah. On purpose. That's yeah. the end. You say that shit, man. It's horrible. Yeah, man. Someone like that is never going to see it from a different perspective. I'm talking about the the lady. Oh, no. She sounds so nasty and rotten that, like, if you were to even just go, hey, I just want to have a conversation about what you said last week. It made me feel kind of rubbish and, like, I had a lot of respect for you, so what you said hurt me. She's. It doesn't sound like she would go, oh, oh okay, I get it. It sounds like she would go... So you haven't learnt that you need to get out there? Like, it sounds like she's just so, such a steamroller of a human. And then you know what she'd do after that? What? She'd rub her big pregnant <laughs> belly and waddle, and waddle away. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd have a nap. <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> I like him too. All right. It's the final story of the show. Thank you for sticking with us. This is the good news story. And... Uh, We've talked about a lot of a lot of rubbish up until this point. So what we like to do at the end of the show is uh, take you through a story that ideally warms your heart. Unless you're cold-hearted, then that's on you. Make some better choices. Uh, <laughs> man sacrifices his SUV and his safety to protect pedestrians from speeding drunk driver. A driver is being credited with potentially saving the lives of a number of pedestrians in downtown Montreal on Tuesday afternoon. Eric was stopped in his SUV when he saw a car go speeding through a red light, followed by a police car in hot pursuit. Not thinking much of it, he turned left when his light turned green. But when he saw the car make a U-turn and come barreling back towards a group of pedestrians and construction workers, he made a heat-of-the-moment decision. I didn't want him to hurt anybody, he told CBC. I figured sacrificing a car was really no big deal, and that's what I did. He drove his SUV over the medium, blocked in front of the speeding car. The car slammed into the passenger side of his SUV, and only the suspect was injured. Police are hailing Eric as a hero for protecting the dozen or so pedestrians who are in harm's way. Batman! That motherfucker's Batman, dude. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. He didn't I even love need to, that. Didn't even need to put the costume on. It's like the scene from Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Oh no, maybe Dark Knight. Ah, uh, Dark Knight. Yeah. 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 It's when the Joker um, is going to blow the people up in the hospital. And Bruce Wayne is in, in like a Ferrari, and he does that. Yeah. 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 What a cool guy. What a fucking. And he saved heaps of people's lives. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. Good on him. Good on him. <laughs> the world needs Batman. 
We so, are playing a show with Meat. Um, can you tell them the details for that, Timmy? Uh, so that's on Friday the 29th. Uh, so uh, not this coming Friday, but the Friday after. And we are playing with Meat at, at the Tote uh, in Collingwood, Melbourne. So if you're in Melbourne, please come down. And it's their EP launch as well. So it's going to be a crazy, crazy show. Yep. And if you're listening, they're doing a small tour around um, around Victoria. And I think they're doing a couple of other places too. So if you do want to catch Meat, they're an amazing live Melbourne band. And you can uh, grab those details on their Facebook page. Yep. Uh, I acted in a short film called The Aussie Picnic, which some friends in a production company called Tassie Fish Boys made. I did it with our mate Justine and Fuzzsucker is in it as well. And both of them smashed it. They did a great job. Great So if you want to check that out, uh, we just posted it on the Charging Stallion Facebook page. So you can watch it there. And uh, that's about it. That's us. That's us. So thank you very much um, for listening to the podcast. We This is also the first time that we've recorded on our new gear, mm. which is awesome. Yeah. It sounds good. Everything's sweet. We know how long you have to play a phone through a microphone. <laughs> it's so professional. <laughs> a year. That's how long we played our phone up. I reckon longer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, congratulations, of course, to you, Timmy, for proposing to Shell on the show. Hooray. <laughs> You've been listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. We love ya. Bye. <laughs>